Welcome to Word Today. I am your host, Levi Johnny Griffin. And if you are new here, I want you to know that everyone has a bias. So I need you to identify yours and check it at the door because on Word Today, the only opinion that matters is God. Listen, we're going to be talking about prayer and not just any kind of prayer, not any just flaky, floaty prayer, but powerful, barrier-breaking prayer. Because people always say pray. You go to a church, pastors say, hey, pray. Some pastors say pray five times a day. Some pastors say face this way and pray. Uh, depending on your religion, some pastors say you need to pray before you go to bed. Other pastors say get up in the morning at 3 a.m. and pray, then go back to bed. So the answer or the question often becomes, well, what is the right way uh, to the or what is the answer to how much should I pray? And I think Jesus answers that himself to how much should you pray? In John 14, 13, Jesus says this, whatever you ask for in my name, that will I do so that the father may be glorified in the son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Wow, he's literally kind of giving you a, a, a meal car blanche. Like, listen, if you need it, just ask me and I'll take care of it. If you need it, just ask me and I'll take care of it. Asking is just talking to God. Talking to God is just prayer. Us religious folks call that prayer. Non-religious folks call that talking to the air or being crazy. But for those that believe in a powerful triune God that controls the universe, when we talk to him, we consider that prayer. And he said, and Jesus is saying, literally, just talk to me. Ask me in my name and I will give you what you need. So how much should I pray? It depends. How much do you need? Jesus is saying, if you need it, come talk to me and I'll deliver it. Talking is just prayer. How much should I pray? It depends. How much do you need? That's how much you should be praying. If you have a lot of need, then you need a lot of prayer. And it goes further. It's not just need. In Psalms 37, David is singing. He says, listen, you will have the desires of your heart, which takes it a step further. How much should I pray? Depends. How much do you desire? How much do you want to have? That's how much you want a lot. You want God to bless you a lot. You want God to move on your family in a way that's beyond just a need, beyond just clothes, beyond just food, beyond just uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Those three baser needs, right? Food, shelter, safety, a little social status beyond that. Then pray. How much should I pray? How much do you need? How much do you want? And that's huge because when you realize that everything that you want, everything that you need, everything that you desire is a prayer life away, it changes everything. You realize that the favor of God is undeniable. Just pray. The will of God is unbreakable. Just pray. The fire within you is unquenchable. It's unconstrainable. Just pray. The love of God is unseparable. Just pray. Your faith in the power of God will be unshakable if you pray. Your salvation, unquestionable when you pray. The cross of Christ, unexchangeable when you pray. The overflow of blessing, unexplainable when you pray. In the heights of your your future, unfathomable when you pray. You are a prayer life away from everything you've ever desired and wanted. We'll get more into it right after this. Okay, so I realized those were a lot of umables uh, in the introduction. But listen, it's important to know. So we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about prayer, obviously. But a, f- a few points we're going to hit. One is... Your need is filled by your faith. Your need is filled by your faith. I, I gave you this big introduction about prayer. It breaks chains. It opens doors. It moves mountains. All of that powerful stuff. Now we're going to dig in. And there's four things you need to know that I'm or at least there four things I'm going to teach you in this podcast or share with you in this podcast. And one is your need is filled by your faith. Number two, 
Faith is an action, not a feeling. It's not a feeling. Sorry, people. If those, those, oh, I feel like, uh, that this, this will be grit now. It's not that. Number three, faith is an action, not a belief system. Well, I believe, no, negative, sorry. Number four, faith is spoken out loud. Statements of faith and testimony. Yes, God is telepathic. He can read your mind, but other people are not. We are not. And we need to hear ourselves speak faith. We need to reprogram ourselves. You ever find yourself thinking about crazy stuff? You're thinking about weird stuff. You're like, oh, why am I even thinking that? Why am I? This is crowd. I mean, thinking this way. You have to realize every billboard you've ever seen with a pack of cigarettes or uh, some handsome guy or attractive woman that's dressed a little less than appropriate. Every TV commercial, every radio and everything you've ever read, every bumper sticker, every book, every conversation that you've listened to or even overheard every statement, every May. We're talking trillions of advertisements of people's thoughts and their desires placed upon your mind, programming your conscious and subconscious. So you're thinking, you're thinking, why am I thinking this right now? And I'm with this person. I'm with that person or I'm just by myself. Why am I? Why can't I shake these thoughts? Because the world has been programming you and you're susceptible to that programming because you were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. So you have to reprogram yourself. How do you do that? By speaking faith out loud. That's number four. And we're going to get into that. Number one, your need is filled by your faith. Mark 11 says this, starting at verse 19. When evening came, they would go out of the city. As they were passing by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots up. Being reminded, Peter said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered, saying to them, have faith in God. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up. And cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen. It will be granted him. Therefore, I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask that pray and ask, believe that you have received them and they will be granted to you. Your need is fulfilled or filled by your faith. Now, this is this is a lot of meat here and we're going to break it down uh, really quickly. When evening came is the first thing I want to point out to you. Now, a lot of a lot of times I'm sure you've heard that a lot of pastors like to use that as a uh, analogy or a metaphor for when um, bad times come, you know, when when trouble comes, when the evening comes, when the darkness comes. But here it can be taken that way. It also can be taken taken quite literally. We're in, you're talking about a land with no 911, no street lamps, no street lights. You could be walking down a road. Uh, and be a hundred miles from the next human being, robbers would wait, lurk, and kill you. Plain and simple. Leave your body there, take what you had, and go. So when evening came, wasn't just a fun metaphor to play with for trouble coming. It was very literal. When the evening came, there could be trouble. There could be problems. Jesus had withered up a tree, and they were commenting on the tree. And Jesus says, "Listen, you'll do. You man, just have faith in God. You'll do greater things than these. Don't even worry about it." And he said, 24, therefore, I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them and they will be granted you. Your need is filled by your faith. Your need is filled by your faith. Believe that you have received them and they will be granted to you. Therefore, I say to you, all things for which you pray, let's ask God and ask, believe that you have filled, received them, and they will be granted to you. Your need is filled by your faith. You speak it, pray, 
pray and ask God, talk to God. And 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 I have a uh, I talk about in Philippians four about the right way to pray. If you don't know how to pray, go to Philippians four and it walks you right on through it. Uh, but therefore, I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that's your faith. Believe that you have received them and they will be granted to you. And, and remember, there's a whole podcast about three or four podcasts ago. We talked about the law and the faith and what faith is. Go back and check that catalog because it's, uh, it's dynamic and it's powerful on what faith really and truly is. But right now we're talking about prayer. Your need is filled by your faith. How much do you need? Hopefully you have enough faith to cover it. You need to believe that you have received it. And it says, listen, if you pray about it, believe that you received it, then don't worry about it. You got it. Number the second point, faith is an action, not a feeling. So the first point, your, your need is filled by your faith. The more faith you have, the more need you can you can meet. Uh, I don't know why I'm stuttering over these words. I'm kind of thinking about something that T.D. Jakes, and this is in my notes. That's probably why I was kind of um, stuttering there. But T.D. Jakes says this. Put it plainly. T.D. Jakes says this. He says, you can give someone like, and I'm paraphrasing, you can give a pastor who has a capacity for a thousand members a church with a hundred. And before long, it'll grow to a thousand. Then he says, you can take a pastor with a capacity for a hundred members, put him in a church that has a thousand members. And it will shrink down to 100 that the church will reflect their the leader's capacity. I would like to say that your life will reflect your faith capacity. You give someone that believes for the moon and you give them nothing. They'll eventually get the moon. And if you can give someone the moon that has no faith that they'll ever keep it and they'll lose it. Your life will be filled by your faith. Look around you. If you're in a seven hundred dollar mortgage or apartment. Get faith for a thousand. Doesn't mean you go out there and get it. Just get faith that, hey, I'm going to have a, uh, be able to afford a thousand dollar mortgage. I'm be able to afford better. I'm be able to afford, uh, this car that I want. I'm be able to afford, and it's not necessarily monetarily. You could be giving. I'm, I'm be able to afford this mission trip. That's one thing that I want to do. I want to go on mission trips. I believe that the first mission is at home in your house and then in your city, in your state, locally. There's people right next door and on your job that need you. I always say that the biggest mission field in the world is right on your job. You see those people more than you see your wife, husband, family, and friends. So if those people aren't benefiting from the fact that you love Jesus, then you're living life wrong. Okay. But in addition to, I would like to go, go on missions and talk and, and travel. I have a friend that went to Honduras named Angie. I love Angie to death. Uh, and she came back with pictures. I'd love to do some missions. Some believe in God to open some doors that I can do some mission work. And my faith and, and my need will be filled by my faith. Do I believe it will happen? Do I believe God will open the door. Is my faith strong enough to make that happen? Number two, faith is an action, not a feeling. Faith is an action, not a feeling. Let's go to John 14, verse 8, starting at verse 8. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father. And it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, I have been so long with you, and yet you have not come to know me, Philip. He who has seen me has seen the father. How can you say, show us the father? Do you not believe that I am in the father and the father is in me? The words, what I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative, but the father abiding in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the father and the father is in me. Otherwise, believe because of the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, 
He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to the father. Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do so that the father may be glorified in the son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. All right. So we see that in Mark 11. And now we're saying that in John 14. Faith is an action, not a feeling. Starting off with verse eight. Philip said, not Philip think, not Philip felt, not Philip meditated on. Philip said the Lord was there and Jesus is with you, too. He's right in your room. Are you talking to him? Are you praying? Basically, prayer is just talking. Are you talking to him? Philip said, Lord, show us the father and it and it is enough for us. Listen, show yourself. It's enough for us. Jesus replied. He said to him, have I been so long with you? And yet you have not come to know me, Philip. Listen, spend some time with God. Get time to know him. We, we talked about a few podcasts back the cross, the ultimate bride price. God chose us as a bride. The least we can do is go out on a couple of dates with him. Let him open the door for us. Let us, because he's the husband, we're the wife. We just got to receive the love. Just got to be able to be loved. We got to get to know him. Let's have a couple meals together. Let's share a glass of wine and talk about the future, right? He said, "Hey, have I been with you? I've, I've drank wine with you. I've broken bread with you. We've talked. We've we've went out and we've we've laughed together. You've seen me. With, we've had all of these experiences, but you still don't know me." God is like, listen, I blessed you. I got you that job. You you were walking. I got you that car. You didn't think you could get that place. I got you that place. You thought you'd have that disease and be dead. But I covered you even though you weren't worthy to be covered. Listen, and you still don't know me. If you've seen God, you've seen me. And if you've seen me, then you have seen God. But and, and you, this looks like a chastisement. But really, this is Jesus Bringing Philip up another level. Why? Because Philip had the boldness to act. Faith is an action, not a feeling. He said, he spoke, he prayed, he talked to Jesus and Jesus spoke back. When you pray to God, God will speak back. How will he speak back? He'll speak back in his word. You start reading the word, it'll just certain words will just jump out into your heart and that'll be the answer you're looking for. And his, his voice is loud. Verse 11, believe me that I am in the father and the father is in me. Otherwise, believe because of the works themselves. Jesus says, listen, faith isn't the feeling. If you can't believe me just because I say who I am, believe me because what you've seen me do, because faith is an action. Jesus is saying, listen, I, I ask you to, to work. I know how to work, too. If you don't want to believe me because I say I am the son of God, that I am the word made flesh. If you don't believe that, listen, then just look at all I've done. I've healed blind eyes. I've preached everywhere. I've made the lame to, to talk to the, those that could not, the cripple to walk. The deaf can hear. The blind can see. If you don't believe me because I say who I am, then just believe what I've done. I can work too. I ask you to work. Faith without works is dead. I work too. So if you don't want to believe me on my word, believe me on my works. Might be one of the reasons the Bible says faith without works is dead. Some people are not going to believe you on your word. They're going to look at your works and say, yeah, you say you're a Christian, but you uh, you foul, you lie, you cheat, you in here gossiping with everybody else, you kicking up noise, you're no light to anybody. Yeah, man, yeah, you have faith, but your works suck. 
Jesus is saying, hey, I got faith, but I got some works, too. You don't want to listen to my to my words, my faith and check out my works. And follow me up based on my works, believe based on my works. Verse 13, whatever you ask in my name that I will do so that the father may be glorified in the son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. I'll do it. Listen, you don't have to just believe me because I said, listen, check out my works. You ask, I'll do. Faith is not just a feeling. It's an action. A faith is an action. It's not a feeling. Jesus is saying, I can get down and work too. You work, I work. You don't want to judge me by my words. Judge me by my actions. Let's go. First uh, point three. Faith is an action, not a belief system. Now, this is going to grab some people's attention here. Philippians four. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is good, of, is of good repute. If there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise dwell on these things, the things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Faith is an action, not a belief system. Now, I'm not saying don't believe in Christ. Don't don't don't. And I won't say don't be ridiculous, but don't don't just don't let your mind go to some crazy far left place. It's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that the cross uh, you can just say believe in something other than the cross. You want salvation. Believe in the cross. You want power. Have faith that Jesus Christ died on that cross for you. That Jehovah God is his father. That's where your faith needs to be. But some people believe that all they need is belief. And that's that's just not wrong. Faith that our works is dead. Faith is an action, not a belief system. Philippians four teaches us literally how to pray. Because remember, this podcast is all about prayer. It teaches us how to pray. Verse six. Be anxious for nothing. Don't be nervous. Don't be worried about it. Don't be, don't be anxious. Calm down. But in everything. By prayer and supplication, more prayer, petitioning God with thanksgiving. Some people say only pray once. Jesus repeatedly says, keep praying, keep petitioning the Lord, keep continue supplicating, pray and supplicate with thanksgiving. Be joyful. God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for allowing my feet to work, my eyes to work, my breath to be in my lungs. My fingers can move. I have a brain. I'm in my right mind. My heart is uh, pumping red blood cells. Thank you, Lord God. I'm alive. Prayer, thanking God It's talking to God. So you can talk to him about anything. This is saying talk to him about how much you love him, how much you're thankful. And after you finish thanking him for 80 percent of the prayer, use that last 20 percent to let your request be made known to God. And then it says, verse seven, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. This is an action. This is not just a belief system. This is not just believe in your heart. And everything will be okay. No, this is an act. This is literally showing you how to pray. Verse eight. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute. If there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise dwell on these things. Are you a good runner? Meditate on that, man. God, 
God made me a great runner. My legs are wonderful. I can run fast. I can I can feel the wind in my face. Just meditate. Oh, God, thank you for allowing my legs to work. I'm a dance for you, Lord. I'm a run for you, Father. Thank you. Oh, my my fingers work. Let me dwell on that. If you have food, Lord God, you bless me with food. I can go in my refrigerator right now and pull out a salami sandwich, Lord God. And I even have some mayonnaise, Lord God. Thank you for the mayonnaise, Father, whatever. I'm in school. You've allowed me to go back to school, Lord God. Thank you. I appreciate you made the finances work. You made the time work. Lord God, I thank you for stretching time so I can go back. Whatever. Whatever is good. Whatever is excellent. Whatever is uh, a good repute. Meditate on it. That's something to do. That's an action. You thank God. You let your request be known. And you meditate on the great things that God has done for you. You meditate on the wonders that God is. Lord God, you're so beautiful. You're so perfect. You love me so much. Thank you for loving me. Meditate on it. Faith is an action, not a belief system. You just can't say, well, I believe it's going to work out. Are you praying on it? Are you acting towards it? Are you moving in that direction? You believe God is going to bless you with the husband. Have you learned how to be a good wife? Have you learned how to keep a house? The Bible says a good wife keeps a happy house. Do you know how to keep a happy house? Do you know what that even is? You know what a happy house is? You might want to get with someone who's been married for 30, 40 years. Don't get with someone who's been married five years. Get with someone who's been married for 30, 40 years who has a happy house, whose husband is happy. And learn from her how to make sure your husband is happy. Are you praying? Are you having faith? Are you in preparation? There's a saying that success comes to those who are prepared. Are you prepared? Because faith is an action, not a belief. I believe a husband is coming. Why do you believe that? Are you prepared? Are you ready for a husband? Or are you expecting God to give you something that you're not ready for? Faith is in an action. Faith is in action. Faith is spoken out loud. Ephesians 3. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father. Ephesians 3, verse 14, verse 15 now. From whom every family in heaven and on earth derives his name, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory of the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. You need to hear yourself say these things. Faith is spoken out loud. Revelation 12 talks about you say by the blood of the lamb, by the word of their testimony, the word of their testimony. They're going out talking to people, telling them how good God is. You need to hear this. You need to reprogram those trillion negative uh, manipulating images and sounds and conversations and words and that they've that the world has put in your mind. And how do you reprogram it? By walking around your house saying, God, you're good. You're holy. You're love. You've made, you've made my heart work. You've given me a job. Just begin to thank him and bless him and meditate on all that's excellent in your life. Meditate on all that is excellent in your life. That's, that's prayer. That's what prayer is. You ask for it, you meditate on it. On what you have that's good and excellence. You rejoice in it like it says in Philippians 4, you thank God for it before you ask for it because faith is not a, is an action, not a, just a feeling or not, 
And I don't and I really want to say not a feeling at all. But you do feel a little when you really have been in the presence of the Lord. It, there is a glow about you. There is a feeling. But that's the afterglow. That's that's the feeling that you get after you eat a great meal. And you feel like you feel kind of full. You're like, man, that was a good meal. But you can't get the full feeling without having eaten anything. And people want that full feeling like, man, I just feel full. You hadn't eaten in three days. That's a false feeling. If you keep thinking that you're full and not eating, you're going to starve to death. Don't get don't get attached to the feeling. You only feel that way because of the action. You spent time in the presence of God like like Philip did. He said to Jesus, he spoke to Jesus. He was with Jesus. He walked with Jesus and that relationship blessed him. So how much do you pray? Depends on how much do you need? How much do you need? And remember, prayer is it's it's your need is filled by your faith. So when you pray, know that your need is filled by your faith. Know that your faith is an action out of feeling. Know that it's an action out of belief system and that you should pray out loud. Now, if you're standing in Burger King, you feel like praying, you may. It's OK if you don't pray out loud, but you do need times in your life, probably throughout the day where you just talk to God, God, an audible voice for you to hear. So it's significant for you to hear, for you to hear yourself speak that I am the head and not the tail, that I'm above and not beneath, that I am blessed, that I am love, that God loves me. That my eyes work, that my hands work, or whatever you can think in for. I have food in the fridge, and you can meditate on man. I may, I, I may not be where I want, but oh God, I'm not where I used to be. You've brought me from that to this. Thank you, Jesus. You brought me from that over there to this. Oh, thank you, God, because that would have killed me. You brought me from and meditate on everything that is excellent. That's prayer. Prayer is a process. I'm wearing this band that I got from. Pastor Duncan at Faith and Family Church. And it says, listen, trust the process. Prayer isn't just saying a few words. It's thanking God. It's it's praying for what you want, for what you need. How much should I pray? How much do you need? How much do you want? How much do you desire? It's, it's following that up with meditating on everything that he's done. So you start off thanking him and you end up meditating on what he's already done. And in the middle, middle you squeeze in what you want and what you need. That is the process of prayer. It's not just, oh, God, I need this. I need. No, you start off with thankfulness and you end with meditation on what's excellent. And in the middle, you put in what you need and what you want. And Jesus said himself, listen, you tell me, just tell me in my name. Ask me in my name what you want, what you need. And watch me take care of it. Try me now, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not just. Open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there is not room enough to receive. Listen, I really appreciate you checking out today's podcast. Make sure to find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Levi Johnny Griffin. Hit me up on Twitter at Levi underscore Griffin. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple podcast platforms, Google podcast platforms and Stitcher. Also, place a link to this podcast in your social media feed and tag me in it, Levi Johnny Griffin, for a chance to co-host a show with me. Hey, I want to leave you with this. Four evidences of Christian faith. One is belief. We believe in what Jesus did on the cross. It's what covers us and gives us access to the glory of God. B, lifestyle. It just means we live like we believe it. Jesus tells us to live right. We live right. 
C, we evangelize. What does that mean? We teach other people about Jesus so they can have faith. Indeed, we spread the lifestyle. We teach them how to live like they have faith. How do we do that? We connect them to a church and we connect them to plenty of Christian material, Bibles, Christian books, Christian movies like The Passion and even Christian podcasts like Word Today. Share it with your friends. If it's blessing you and you're eating and growing from it, let someone else eat and grow from it as well. I love each and every one of you. Let's keep praying and keep pushing in the faith together.